Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 210. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Tanetsky. Hello, sir. Hi, viewer. I have got two thumbs. Oh, I'm so happy to be back, not only in Minnesota, but also with an actual microphone. Um, the, I guess the, I listened to the other one briefly, and the sound quality was actually okay, considering okay. it was a bundled like iPhone headphone microphone. But Yeah, it, it's surprisingly easy this. to get good sound quality now. Like, it's really weird. You used to have to pay attention a lot not long ago. Like, now whenever I hear a YouTuber and it sounds like they're, like, in a hallway, I'm like, what are you doing? How have you done that? Like, how have you managed to make this sound so bad? Like, this is the only device I took with me to the second vacation, and I I put headphones on when I listened back to the clips. I'm like, this sounds amazing. good, yeah. There's, like, seven microphones in there, and it somehow does computations, and I don't know, it doesn't matter. Um... What are you drinking beer-wise? Uh, I got a Heineken here. Nice. <clears throat> it looks it like it's not a, open yet. It does have a number. Oh. Oh, yeah. it must be a new batch. And apparently it is. Yeah, I guess I should open it. I had to grab my bottle opener. Yes. Right. Very, very effortlessly. Oof, just beautiful. And how is it? It smells like a fart. <sighs> Heineken like a is t- usually either really smooth and excellent, or it smells like a fart. It smells like a fart. Tastes fine. Yep, okay. That's, well, that's how Heineken is. Thank you, uh, Hollish Dutch. Dutch Holland. Holland. I like yeah, saying Hollish. So even I know it's Dutch. Whenever you hear about Holland in history, it's always something bad. <clears throat> There's never anything good that's ever happened in Holland historically. When I think of Holland, I think of bicycles and marijuana. I think of Heineken and the Heineken uh, CEO being kidnapped. <laughs> okay, fine. I hear. I think about uh, World War One and World War Two. And then I think about uh, King Leopold, who is, like, possibly the worst person in history. He's Pretty sure very... that's pre-war. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he, King Leopold is really up there for his, like, yeah, it, he's, like, Antichrist-level bad. Oh. Like, he started slavery. Oh. Among uh, other things. Hmm. See, that's the thing is, you lead into King Leopold with, oh, yeah, he really started the Atlantic slave trade. Like, you start with that. And it gets worse from there. That's a big yikes. He's like the worst person. So, yeah, Holland kind of sucks. Okay. Well, I mean, I have no issue with Heineken. I am drinking a non-Hollish beer, a Grand Belt Nordeast tall boy. It's a good beer. Um, and then before we dig into the first, well, probably first half of the episode topic here, yes. I want to briefly cover our Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. On this content creator support mechanism website, you will find two open-ended levels or tiers that we have for you. Um, check them out. Carbitrage is the username C-A-R-B-I-T-R-A-G-E. I actually did pick up one more this week, but he wanted to go to the Ovalbore Patreon. I'm like, just go to the podcast one. There's nobody on the other one. <laughs> so hello, Nick Henno. You don't Yay, listen to the podcast, but <laughs> thank you for um, helping us at least hey, pay for a thanks, beer. new so. guy. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. All right. So I want to talk about our first topic. So everybody's been doing tier lists. <laughs> The world. It's Apparently, you've you, been you, teaching had ju- me today, you had just so. found out what they are today. We watched a pretty good one. We watched the Pixar Hot Mom tier list, which was right. good. That like, was a good one. My brain is able to work in a tier list fashion, so yeah. I just I can remember data points like that. Exactly. But I understand that a lot of people can't. So it's really <clears throat> nice to have a actual physical graph. So in addition to our podcast, if you watch the video version, there's a tier list video happening. But what I like about tier lists is they work just as well in audio format. Mm-hmm. 
Which is good because I added a few things at the end of the uh, yeah, notes generating yeah, you, session you, that you, only the audio listeners will really yes, benefit there's, from. There's some special ones here for the uh, audio people. Yes, so uh, what our tier list is, is the tier list of underwhelming performance cars slash trim levels. Aha! I uh, couldn't fit all that in the tier list tier maker. Uh, website. That's fine. So here I, I do see that there is a poop emoji option. Uh, though that's an ad. Don't click on that. You'll probably get a virus. Oh, I actually, yeah, yeah I don't run an ad blocker. I probably should run. An I would ad run blocker an ad blocker. This. Well, yeah. actually, no. You you run into enough problems with websites. We probably couldn't go to the drive.com yeah, anymore exactly. if I did that. So, so um, <laughs> well, let's just uh, get in here. You start strong with our tier list. Um, I just want to start out with a car that is technically an underwhelming performance car, but I would put at like the peak of underwhelming performance cars. I'm going to say the BB6 uh, Honda Prelude SH. Uh, that is the highest trim level of the Prelude, really effectively the best Prelude that was ever made. Um, four-wheel steering. You had the uh, H22A, like 100 horsepower per liter, 2.2 liter engine, which is insane. Every bell and whistle that Honda had at the time, it was really, really cool. Uh, and it totally would have been a top-tier car if the Integra Type R didn't exist. Mm. And so that's why I'm putting this one at the, t- at the S-tier, because it's only underwhelming by comparison. On its own, it's a totally good car, and you can still have a blast with them, but it's just the fact that the Integra exists and kind of puts it there as, like, underwhelming. But uh, they sold a lot more fifth-gen preludes in this country than they did, IT- did ITR. Yes, yeah, so yes, they did. It's still, yeah, but the good, normal Integra outsold it, like, just completely annihilated it. If I found similar condition fifth-gen prelude in EM1, I don't know which one I'd pick. Um, as an investment, I would do the EM1. Uh, if I was going to actually drive this car, I'd do the prelude. I, well, I don't drive anything, so. EM1. For your, in your case, I'd get the EM1. For me, also where I live... Prelude, because the Prelude <laughs> less likely to get stolen. The EM1 would be in front of my house for a day. It'd be one day and be gone forever. So that, yeah, the Prelude would. It, it, it's one of those cars where it's technically underwhelming, but it's pretty good. Um, moving to the next one, uh, let's take what, what, which car do you just point at one on the screen here? I want this weird Sentra SCR thing garbage. Yeah, we can do that. So I'm going to talk about every generation of the Sentra SCR other than the B13. Because they made exactly one good generation of good Sentra ever. And that could go for any Sentra. Like, not just that. Yeah. Like, just all Sentras. They made, like, the early 90s, the B13 was good. Uh, so I just chose literally every other, every other one. That all goes very firmly right into the bottom of D tier. And I'll add, just because we're on the topic of Sentra, I added the more recent Sentra Nismo. Yeah, that's fair. To that, like the swoopy CVT one. Yes, that that one's really bad. It actually was a manual, which was cool, but it was still a trash car. I remember the, when the Sentra Nismo came out. Uh, they also did not call that SER. They just called it a Sentra Nismo. And yeah, it was just like, yep. it was a butthole of a car. But it but, was a manual, which is why I paid attention to yeah, it. Yeah, and so it was actually in Forza Horizon 4. Oh, my God. And it was a surprisingly well-handling like car for, like, if, you, if you're building an online A-class car. Like, it was, did really well there. 
But it was one of those things where it's like people wouldn't be bothered to even build it. And it's like the car was free. Like you literally got the car for free with it. You didn't have to buy it. You could just have it. And people still didn't build it. Like people forget that car's even in the game. You can go on Forza Horizon 4 now and get the car for free. And nobody gives a shit. I've seen exactly three of them the entire time that game's been out playing online. And mm-hmm. I've play, I play online. I used, not lately, but like up until about six months ago, I was playing online races at least Five races a week. Okay. So, like, I spent, I've logged plenty of time in Forza Horizon 4. Okay. And I have seen three of those cars. <laughs> and it keeps giving them to me. And I keep, like, I go to my Nissan section. I have to, like, go through a sea of Centronismos <laughs> to get to, like, my Hakoska. They all have zero miles on them. Yeah, every single one is, like, new. And I'm like, yeah, that's going to continue to be new. <laughs> I don't even care about that car. I can't be bothered. Like, actually, no, I've got one that's not new. Because I tried. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll build one. And I like I built it and I couldn't go through with like actually installing the parts and then having to deal with like half an hour of tuning to make it actually really good. And so I'm just like, you know what? Fuck this. Pass. Yeah, I'm gonna build a three thousand <laughs> GT. <laughs> so um which actually this isn't on the picture version, but you said the 3000 GT. Well, I started with the Dodge Stealth RT, and I want to specifically target the turbo versions because I, I just couldn't be bothered with the SL trim and lower. Those are but worthless. <laughs> the Dodge Stealth RT and the US spec 3000 GT VR4, I put in the B category because tremendous on paper. Yes. Really terrible cars. Truly awful. Very, very heavy. Too. I really want one still. <clears throat> I, I will admit, one came up in, I think, the Radwood Facebook group. Yeah, it was like a 91, really like, Survivor and, like, Burgundy ran, had, like, the upgraded cylinder heads. Dude only wanted, like, 4500 bucks for it. It was a six-speed. It's a good deal. It is, but I'm like, I still wouldn't buy that. It, that will be the worst vehicle you've ever owned. Yeah. And that's, is, that's I'm that's not buying for that. For me, like, if that car was, like, even Buick Riata reliable, like... That car would not or, be on this list, or if it was, I think it's honestly working on it. It's like the Z32 300 ZXTT, like that's it, it why really that car it. wasn't better than a Supra. Yeah, it's because no. you could work on a Supra, and that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, if that car was more reliable, I wouldn't have to deal with working on it, mm-hmm. I would want it more. I agree, but it's every when they single were time new, I really wanted one. Yeah, every time I see somebody working on one, they're always hor- it's always horrible, they're always depressed. When was the last time you heard somebody that owned any transverse V6 powered vehicle and they said, I'm glad I. I had to work on that today. Not. It doesn't exist. Actually, uh, no. Because actually, as I say, NSX. But mm. like NSX is just don't break, and that's why people like them because they're Hondas. They're reliable. Well, you still have to do like valve cover gaskets, and that job sucks. Awful. Awful. Terrible. Some companies did a good job, at least with their intake manifolds, where it's like three bolts just to take the top half off, and then you can get at stuff. Yeah, the 3000 GT is not like that. No. And no, there's it, a lot of vacuum lines, too. Well, it's like a 90-degree dual-overhead cam V6. Like, it barely fits Yeah, it's things. a really, really dumb V6. And then it's got, like, the world's longest intake manifold. It's just ridiculous. Not to mention all the turbo turbo plumbing and 90s turbochargers and also, all-wheel drive system. can't forget the 90s, <clears throat> like, rubber intake boots that will... Oh, yeah completely shred apart mm-hmm. yeah those awful, awful. apparently That's, the cylinder heads were like intrepid bad. i would i would put that in b tier absolutely it's dead in the middle where it would not be on this list but that unreliability just really just tanks it yep um so actually i did mention the buick riata so let's yank that up here i would say you know what i don't hate that as much as i really truly hate 
the Sentra SER. So I'm actually going to put the Buick Riata higher on here. I can't find it on my list. Oh, I'm going to put it on C tier, actually. It was originally D, but I'm going I'm to move it up a little bit. And then I'll move it right back down to D since I put it in C for you. Ah, That's a terrible car. It is terrible. But this it is, has like a 70-30 weight distribution. It's really bad. It's oh, like it's, the opposite of a 911. The engine's is, completely forward to the front axle. Awful. Terrible is, car. Trust me. You just like wrong. the CRT. That's the thing. It, and with this car, it brings me more joy than any of these other cars would. Can I do a C and a half? Uh, it won't lie, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll give you a D because it, it is objectively bad. And the fact that they, it was going to be rear-wheel drive until the 11th hour... Like really pisses me off. Oh god, I'm off. looking at the other cars you have in the C tier. I, I feel. Like <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's a C tier car. Yeah, it's a C tier <laughs> car because the other cars are a C tier. Totally are on, on par with that. The other ones hurt me. Uh, they're pretty bad. Um, well, I'm gonna do another one of my cars. Actually, I'm gonna go with a uh, car I'm gonna put in B tier. Why don't you grab that Hyundai Tiburon and yank it up to B? Uh, because not A, B, B tier. Oops. Uh, I forgot about the S. Yes, because <clears> the uh, the Hyundai Tiburon. This and very... this, to clarify, is the first-gen Tib. Yeah, and I will just say all of them as well. I chose a picture of the first-gen because that's the one I like the most. But it's one of those cars where it very well... It could have been so much better than it was because all Hyundai had to do is really just add a turbo or have the Integra not come to America. I really I'm think noticing if, a pattern with the Integra. If the Integra didn't exist, a lot of these cars would not be on this list. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually perfectly fine cars. Uh, but looking at the Hyundai Tiburon, is kind of a cool car. It's like 4G63, better flowing cylinder head. Um, it was very, very high take rate for manuals. They were only front-wheel drive, which kind of sucked. Because uh, you had like, the, the GSX, which was the Eclipse, was almost the exact same car mm-hmm. than this as this. Uh, and honestly, the interior holds up way better than Mitsubishi's. Their interiors. That's not terribly surprising. No, it's not surprising. But like if you said that, like to somebody in two thousand two, yeah, like the Hyundai, oh, this yeah. first gen Hyundai interiors <clears throat> will hold up better than that. Than the Jet. Hyundai wasn't a known quantity when that car came no. to America. And so. uh, I think if they had either added a turbocharger or all-wheel drive, this car would have been way better. And or even the. They didn't sell this with the two seven V six. That was no, that was the that was the second gen. And I was gonna say, have they shoehorned it in there? That would have also worked. And the thing is that the second generation is the second, third generation. Like the second generation is that was probably the most popular Tiburon. It was a good looking car. I remember the first time I saw one, I'm like, what is that? Yeah, they look good. Like they and look like, good. Now they look terrible. But yeah. in two thousand two, they looked really. They good. They looked very very cool. But um, yeah, it's just one of those cars that aged like milk. Mm-hmm. Like they really did age well. Like a third gen Eclipse. Yeah, like well, cause it was the same thing. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> and speaking of such, um, where should we put the third gen Eclipse? I'd put it above this. I would say the third gen oh, Eclipse. I didn't even notice this was on that. list. I would call that A class. Because it's not quite as good as a as a Prelude, but if you had to go... No, they didn't offer all-wheel drive. The V6 was terrible. The only upside to the third-gen Eclipse was the Dirty Vegas ad. Y- yes, which is great. And it is manuals. a very good it's ad. manual transmissions. Yeah, but no, this is no way it's... It's going in B. It's B. It's, it's B, B. It's, it's right on par with the Honda of the same, same generation. Same platform, same thing. All right, that's fair. Uh, how they, about, again, it's it's for the same reasons. Yeah, it's really fair. Like that, It, it was... It was too big. For it could have been good, and it wasn't. Yeah, and the, look at Too Fast, Too Furious. I did. I did not put the fourth gen Eclipse on here because I didn't have anything below D tier. I could put it in. Yeah, Balto. That that car was <laughs> very. I what almost, about the fifth gen Eclipse? That's what I was thinking. 
Oh, the eclipse cross. Oh God, no. Yeah, that's like like Q tier. <laughs> just you probably just scroll down. Right? Yeah. Edit this, right? Um, how, all right. How about this? Hyundai did make an okay sports car, almost. Okay. I'm gonna put the Hyundai Genesis Coupe on A tier. Okay. Because the whole thing was everybody's very excited when this came out, and there's so much hype. Yeah. Because it was rear wheel drive. It mm-hmm. came with a manual, and it had. 200 horsepower, it weighed like 3,800 pounds. It was well, a and it's a Hyundai. It came with a 10-year warranty. It was a cheaper insurance group. It but the looked problem good. was it came with like 200 horsepower. It weighed like 4,000 pounds. The big thing was like the 3,000 GT. It was <sighs> so way heavy. too heavy. Because it, it came out in that era like right when like a bunch of extra safety things came out. Like just yeah. like, like all the, the safety regulations. Overlap, yeah, crash test it, garbage. Then Hyundai like they... <clears throat> like lean into airbags more than any other manufacturer on earth. So their cars get very heavy very quickly. And the 3.8 wasn't great either. The 3.8 wasn't great. And then uh, the 2-liter was very close to the Evo, mm-hmm. but not close enough that they can share rotating assembly parts. Mm. And that problem really manifested itself when people were like blowing holes through pistons. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, and then you, you just kind of, you had a cap of like 400 horsepower on it. And it's like, that's that's not good enough. No, it's not. And it's like, you're not going to LS swap a brand new car. Mm, sure. In 2008, you're yeah. not going to LS swap. Those came swap. out in 08? Yeah. Wow, that was really ahead of its time. Yeah, well, that's the thing. is like they came out like at a time when there was no other real drive sports coupe. And they were, like the whole reason they were even in Formula D for when, like when they were, is like mm-hmm. the only other car you could put in Formula D at that point in time was a three fifty Z, no three seventy. Oh, three seventy. Right yeah, when the right. three seventy yep. came out, or you could get like a G thirty five. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna get a G thirty five, or and like a three seventy Z is like just hefty. Yeah, uh, I mean these were inexpensive too, at least in base form. In base form, yeah. And I drove one. I when they first when they They're first fine. came out, I, I drove one. And I'm like, I can see how this would be like. It drove. It felt very similar to a 240 SX. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that the 240 SX existed, and the 240. It wasn't like in, when that car came out. The 240 SX wasn't like Super four thousand dollars for a non-running chassis. Right. Like. Like they were a non forty five hundred bought you a really nice Zenki S fourteen. Yeah, you, like into four thousand. Sorry, not four hundred. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> no, like, you, you can get like you can get like, the best like S fourteen in the world in two thousand eight mm-hmm. for like eight grand. And again, nice ones for four four and a half. And then trying to sell this car at like. To get one reasonably equipped is like thirty thousand dollars. Not Oof. a chance. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the thing is the Genesis Coupe. Like once you put any luxuries on them, it just it immediately surpassed everything in price. It just it sucked. Yeah. So and now they're all with low tier owners. They're all with low tier owners, and like the manual take rate was like near nil because the only people at bottom were retirees. Yeah. Because like Hyundai's, they didn't have in, they didn't have the in performance division. It's yet. the opposite of the soul. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, All well, the young hip people bought the soul, and it was marketed yeah. toward old people. <laughs> and the Genesis Coupe marketed toward young folks just got bought by all the by fogies, all the, boomers, the pensioners. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like you didn't have the in-like performance division either. Right. It's right. like there was no hype, and there's just it was rough. Like there's no way that they were going to sell it. And like you could put all those cars in the world in Formula D, and nobody would give a shit. So, so yeah. if you have one of those LS swapping, call yeah, it exactly. <laughs> the Genesis Coupe is a firm A tier. It's not objectively bad. No, it's, it's it's a good car, but it doesn't do anything for it, me. It, that's the thing is like there's just uh, it's nobody's dream car. Right. It's exactly it's absolutely nobody's dream car. <laughs> like I really tried to force myself to like it, and I just couldn't. So that definitely goes uh, right there. 
How about the T230 Celica? That's the uh, that's MRT final, Spider Gen? Yeah, the final generation Celica with the 1ZZ and 2ZZ options. I would say S tier. Yeah. That was objectively. Oh, that was really loud. I don't know uh, why. I, I haven't know. changed my distance to the mic. But that was a very good Six car. Six-speed and 2ZZ alone, yeah. S tier. the styling when it was new it, anyway. It, also, it aged well. I really like the way they look. They're now. still cool. Yeah, they, they still look cool. You see a GTS with that stupid TRD wing on the back. I'm like, that's so 2000. The, the hyper sports <laughs> kit. Yeah, I love that. I would totally. They get... called it the TRD Stage One. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that car totally fits on this list in the S class. Where it was, the uh, the MR2 existed at that point in time, mm-hmm. and then they were what they were trying to do is they were trying to pivot the Celica to be a competitor to the Integra. Mm-hmm. And it did a very good job because objectively it did a really good job. Like whenever you see track like track tests, it's not that far behind the like Integra. Well, I mean the GTS had a two ZZ GE. Yeah, which is it was a actually fantastic the, engine. The issue is is that you could get a used one for cheaper <clears throat> that had all wheel drive in a three S GTE. True. Yeah. Oh it, uh, man, an all track would be so cool. And that's the thing is the all, the all track of the previous generation just nuked this car. And to be fair, for Toyota's credit, this was a very good lightweight sports car and they did a great job with the lightweight parts they don't mm-hmm. they weigh like nothing it, and, and they drive uh, the, what are the, the control weights yeah are all really it, good it's like this is a car that exists in this class solely because the integra exists like if the integra did not exist this car would have been the best by like far the best sports group of the early 2000s and the, the real answer of course as we know is uh curl xrs mm-hmm. which same thing but Awesome four doors. Yeah, I mean, and it's a Corolla. Yeah, that's pretty good. But you just have to swap the ECU, otherwise it doesn't rev as high. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's it's such a cool car. I would really like a Corolla XRS. Yeah, I want Corolla or a Celica. Actually, I was or a Vibe. When I thought when I was like first and like Matrix. when I was first buying the Fiat, when I was first like looking for a new car, the Celica <clears throat> was on my list for longer than any twenty year old car other 20-year-old cars on that list. I would not want a daily one. And that's kind of what it finally came up to, is, like, my issue was this, this car is going to go to hell really quickly because it's already 20 years old and it's in Minnesota. And, like, yeah, if the, this the, wasn't my daily, I yeah. would have bought one. Like, if I was replacing, I don't know, like, the maybe not the Cressida, but like if I was, like, looking for, like, a third car, mm-hmm. like, a fun car that's, like, cheap, that car would be top of my list. So... Really good, and we're probably getting near the days of cheap Celica GTS is being gone, but you never know. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, like, you can get one with the hyper kit on it and like the big dumb TRD wing and the 2ZZ and like 40,000 miles on it in $5,000 at most. And you can get one with rust on it for two, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you can get them like you can get a, like a not great one for free, pretty much. Yeah, um, which you why don't you grab one and Throw it on the list. Next. I want to take the PT Cruiser. All right, I and you put this higher up than I, I would. I put it on the C tier because this is objectively a very fast vehicle. It's because you chose the turbo. I did, and that's actually a turbo. I typed in PT Cruiser turbo. Is it a manual turbo? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Then the automatics fine. are terrible. Yeah. But I put Although that. Oh, people C-tier. build those transmissions for the SRT4 race cars. I. Um, yeah, the that gets very firmly in the C tier because that car's very, it's so annoying because it sucks, but like everybody that owns one, they're so much faster than like probably what you're driving that you can't it's really. A, it's a better answer than the Caliber SRT. 
Yes. Because those are owned by SRT4 neon people. That, whereas these are owned by grandmas. a different demographic. Yeah. It's like grandmas and <clears throat> like the cool grandpa. Like that's who owns it. Yeah. But um, they are fast. There was a really good, I think Don't Media did like a like a bumper to bumper or something, but they did a thing on the store, the history of the Peachy Cruiser. It's fascinating how that car exists. And like Chrysler put like so much effort into marketing that. And like it worked really well, and then they saturated the market, and then everybody stopped buying them because well, it was and it, it stagnated too. I mean, they made them 1997 through 2005. Well, they continued making them actually later than that. Really? Um, yeah, but they the reason that they stagnated was originally it was going to be a limited Oops. release, like the Prowler. <laughs> yeah, and like all these boomers like bought them up and started doing like cool like retro style builds, like put on full moon hubcaps and everything. Stuff and like shave like the door handles, you know, stuff that was like cool in the 90s. So, like Boyd Coddington loved There's his. a chopped one in the Twin Cities that I see <sighs> often. I'm like, who that did was this? probably built in like that era, it like the probably early 2000s, was. and they're very cool. It's still in great shape. But I'm just like, wow. The thing is, is that they um they sold like 800,000 of them mm-hmm. and they stopped being special. And then it was one of those things where it's like you could buy it brand new. And then also see the same car in a bargain lot. And then also, your cool friend didn't have it. Like, Chad from the football team didn't have one. It was always like Phil, the old guy that just retired, bought it for Dolores, his wife. Yeah, it had a demographic issue. Yeah, it was the demographic issue and that just like nuked it. And that just, it, you couldn't do anything from that. But However, it's, it's a cheap, fast neon in better condition. And so. also, it's probably the fastest car you can get with wood paneling on the outside. Because they have wood paneling kits for these. Yeah, probably from the factory. It wasn't factory, but it was a very common dealer ad, added option. And I think it would be really hilarious to build like a drag race like PT Cruiser in, with the wood paneling kit. It'd be really funny. I wonder what all-wheel drive system you could use because there's. I mean, yeah, you could maybe drag it's probably, it front. You you can drag it front-wheel drive, and there's yeah. a lot of work. You have to use like the SRT4, ACR limited slip, uh, gearbox, and like people like do it. Like there are still fast SRT4s. Like all three of them, they're still running. Like, I, I knew that was gonna happen, but yeah, going to like Boost for Boobies 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, it was like all SRT4s with these all, like golf ball tunes. And yeah. they're all gone. Yeah, they're all gone because everybody wanted like a, fi- like a, like a flame-shooting fire crackle tune. And like, yeah. Nobody actually wanted to make them reliable. And everybody that Blew them ha- up? Yeah, they're all blown up in junkyards. Mm-hmm. And like now all you can find are automatic <laughs> PT Cruiser turbos. So I guess if you want an SRT4, that would make you have to buy a PT Cruiser. And that's or why a caliber. This, and that's why it's not in D tier because there's actually people that want it. And it's <sighs> really not all that bad of a car to drive. It's if just, you're going to buy one of those. You have to see it. Swap the drivetrain into a first-gen caravan, at least. I would say a uh, Reliant K. That'd be a better one. You just got to find the weirdest K car, because it's basically a K car. Yeah, then put it in, like, an Aries wagon or That's something. That's what I'm saying. Like, just, like, the, the dumbest K car you can find. I still have a soft spot for, the, like, the old caravan turbos. That's so. fair. That's very fair. All right. They're, they're an awesome <laughs> blast to drive. Um, I'm going to say, let's grab the uh, Nissan Juke Nismo. Oh. I'm going to put that in C tier. Because you could get it with a manual. Uh, it is turbocharged. It's true. It's all-wheel drive. And it's objectively better than the SER. 
Oh, it's way better. Yeah, and so that's why it's not on D tiers because the SCR exists, and that's the lowest common that denominator. Is, <laughs> that, is the, that is the only vehicle bad enough in this list. So I'm far, looking at what's left too, and I'm like, yeah, this is it. Might the Sentra is the worst thing it, here. It is really, really, really bad. Um, how do you feel about the Ford Probe? So you've got a second, or is this third gen? This is a, I think it's a second, second gen, gen probe, probe yeah. like a third gen model or whatever it's based on. It, it is these. A, they were second gen. They only had two gens, but yeah, like they had a facelift of the second gen. I mean, these are Duratec. You could get them with a stick, and the styling was good at the time, but again, kind of heavy, kind of expensive yeah. when they were new. Not terribly reliable because their check engine was always on because they had the stupid intake arm that would always rip, and they were every intake arm on probes was duct taped because that's how you'd have to fix it. I would say B tier. I'm gonna put that firmly on par with the Hyundai Tiburon. Or yeah, it's definitely less good than the Genesis Coupe. Way less good than a Celica or a Prelude. But I, it, it gun to my head, I'd take a Ford Probe any day over a Riata. Yeah, and it, I think I would even take it over a Tib or an Eclipse. Honestly, it, it's a very high B tier. That's what it is. It's a very, very high B tier. Yeah, we don't have half tiers, so I guess it lives yeah, in B. It, it's a very high B. Um, the last thing I see in your repository of images appears to be a W body with yes. the Ram Air hood scoops. I said any Pontiac GTP anything. <laughs> I specifically chose So the supercharged the Grand, Prix Grand Prix. is annoying. It is the worst sounding engine in the world. It is, oh, it's so bad. It is all, they're all automatics. There's no manual And option. the transmissions can't take power because the chains nope. just blow up with the stock power. The chains explode. And every time you go out street racing, there's some dipshit with one of these, the small pulling on. I think he's got the fastest car in the world. And he's like... And it goes home on a tow truck. It's No, not even that. It drives home. It's fine. But it's like it's faster than like some random G-body with like a 305. And <laughs> oh, so you're he, not talking the tuned ones then. You're talking no, the stock No, I'm just like GTP. this guy. No, it, no, it's like tuned. It's, it's not tuned. It's stock, but he's got a small pulley they bought off eBay. I was going to say, I've seen some of these out there with, like, turbos and, like, yeah. the GM Performance chains, or, like, a 4T80 out of a North Star. Yeah, they do. And they, they rip. Yeah, it, but, but they're still really annoying because they sound oh, awful, yeah. and they're automatic, and they're just disgusting vehicles with terrible build you quality. Pop the engine... Oh, the engine bay open on one of these, even like one of the best done ones, you still see those like 1930s six cylinder Buick valve covers. And you're like, what the hell is the this? The push rod valve covers, oh. the disgusting exhaust. Oh. oh, I hate that car so yeah, much. So that's going in D tier. Yeah, that is a firm D tier car. That is, that, yeah. And solely for no other reason, I put it in the D tier because of my experiences going out street racing with them. Because mm -hmm. every owner is the biggest dipshit in the world. And it's literally, they will beat a, like, 85 Buick, or not Buick, um, Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme with a 305, and they'll, like, take it by a whole car, because the world's slowest vehicle is the Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme with a 305. Then they'll and, throw on their hazards. Yeah, and then they'll they'll go back, they'll turn around, they'll go find some other dipshit that's got, a, like, a Civic VX, and he's like, <laughs> I got, I got this 86 horsepower fuel miser. And he'll go shit on the Civic. And he'll go find a Neon. He'll beat a Neon. He goes, yeah, I beat a Civic SI. And I beat a Grand National. And I beat a SRT4. Yeah, SRT4. And it's just like, you, did, you, bought, you beat the worst version of all of those cars. You Fuck beat the Wish.com. Yeah. And like versions. the dude's like, it's always some like gaunt white dude with like a wife beater and meth sore. It's just the worst sort of person that owns these cars. So fuck that car and fuck their owners too. The, the owner 
of every GTP, this is their this is their garage queen, and they yeah. daily drive a '97 Silverado 1500 that's that, rusted to shit with Salt Life stickers on it. That everything, or they have a Grand Am, and not oh, GTP, no. like the four cylinder at the quad, the quad four, quad four Grand Am. Yeah, and Good they're like car. the cooler cars are yeah. daily driver. Yeah, <laughs> especially <laughs> if it's a manual. Yeah, quad that, four, dude. Yeah, so uh, Good absolute engine. garbage owner. So I, you you still have a few left over that you um I do that so, you added and after gonna, the fact. I know. I'll start with the most controversial one, especially for you, which is the Z thirty one three hundred ZX non turbo. That um, I'll give you an A tier on that one. That's I, where, that's where I, I put I, it. I will give you an A tier for that because I like that a lot, and there's a reason I don't own one, and it is the disgusting V six in that car. It is the VG30 is really the bad. The ugliest engine I've ever seen in my life. And even if it's turbo, it's still you have a VG30. The only way a Z31 gets off of this list is if you got the Japanese market two uh with the 1J? 200ZR. No. Not 1J, it's a RB25. Oh, I'm retarded. RB20. Wrong brand. Sorry, it's RB yeah. it's a RB20 turbo. And it it's was a really like the more modern 6 cylinder. It's a yeah. really weird engine cuz it's a single cam RB turbo weird. that's in it. It's really wild. Like they use it for like that and like the Nissan Leopard. Like huh. there's like two cars <laughs> that they put that engine in. So, but I mean like I've seen one Z31 200ZR in my life. So I, they well, that makes don't sense exist. because they pretty much don't exist. Yeah, they don't uh, exist. On the same vein, I have the Mark III Supra, and I'm specifically, I guess, talking about the M series cars. I would put that S tier actually because it's a good car, but it's like you have to, you have to rebuild the cylinder head. You, it's not just replacing the head gasket. The I will give you S tier on the one J cars, but not on the M cars, I'm, just because you have to put in that work. You have to. Every single one needs that, but once you do, you've got a very, very, very good car for not much money. Same thing with the VR4. If you put the 99 cylinder heads on it, it's fine. Good point. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll give you the J series on the the S tier, but the yeah. M series car is gonna uh, stay we, in the we, A. We can put that in A, and even that, it's like bottom of S tier for me. Like it barely like would pass for me. 2003 350Z. I'd say any 350Z. I put those all in S tier because that's the thing. Is the 350Z? It's a fine car, but. You, your your car doesn't matter as soon as you find a Z32 turbo, twin turbo. It's That's not actually S running because it has the same problems as all the other Eclipses and the Genesis Coupe. It's too heavy, and on paper it looked great, but it wasn't. But you can actually make them in a pretty decent track car. So like with yeah, you can the turn a Genesis into a track car too with an LS. Well, I mean, like without like doing much with the engine just from doing suspension modifications you can make a 350z into a very good track car for like autocross and stuff like that like it's underpowered yes but it can handle really well so I mean, it has 287 horsepower stock that should not have been underpowered but it was it's because it's just really heavy yeah yeah I so would it's say, definitely not above this, this a thing, the, the 350z i would not put that a, I would put that, let's say A. Let's put that in A, Fine. In a tier. Fine. A because fine. I have to say the 370Z exists, and I hate the 370Z. It's been in production for way too damn long, and it's not that great. But that one has better timing chains. But it still sucks, and it's still even heavier. They found That's more true. lead in the world to put into these cars. All those uh, ships being blocked yeah, right now, exactly. they're just full of lead delivering they're... for new 350Z, <laughs> exactly. 370Zs. Okay, fine. I will grant that, I, that I'm is, pretty that's sure in A. 
Nissan's going to go out swinging with the 370Z. They're going to come out the new like Z car, whatever they're going to call it. Yeah. And they're still going to be making the 370Z because they're just not. They're going to forget that's in production. It's like when you're playing automation, you get to cancel an old model. It was a weird car from like 1954. It's in production in the 80s. And you're like, who's buying this? And but we're you, still making the Beetle. Yeah. Yeah, it's still selling. Yeah. Huh. It, all right. Okay. Well, all and right. then you look, and it's like it barely passes safety tech for whatever country you're selling it in. It's like that private label Sentra that was made yeah, in exactly. South America. Yeah, exactly. Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the 370Z is going to be there forever. Oh, God, I hate that car. Anyway, I think that's everything else I added. Actually, you, didn't you add wrote Mark One something. Just, oh. What was that uh, supposed to be? Actually, I'll put the Mark One Supra on this list. I'll throw Supra behind that because Mark One Supra can totally fit right into a big, fat B tier. No, I was going to put the Mark Three. I was going to put the Mark IV Supra there. Uh-uh. No. That, that's, that, that car does not belong on this list by any means. Uh, it does. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. I'm Good engine, but we, again, I'm, I will fight you to the death on that one. That's fine. We, we already disagree on this one. Also, it's lighter than the Mark III. It is. Like, by a lot. Mm-hmm. Still a very heavy car. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's super heavy. However, it's got an amazing engine. You should it's just got a great... rename the Toyota Supra, the Mark IV specifically, the 2JZ. It, it's a good, I like the Mark IV. I also think that the Mark IV is a very handsome car. I don't like how it looks. I think it's, it, it is up there for one of the better. Like, if you get a Mark IV, because you're thinking of them in bad condition. No. But if you see a Mark IV, it looks, like, in good condition with the right specs on it. I like, just spent a week surrounded by an entire, an event that started with Mark IV Supras and mm. has a very populated Mark IV class. And there's I love some interesting Fours. stuff that people are doing with these. And the billet two JZs that they're running in these fucking things are very impressive, but that car, it just it doesn't make sense how popular it is. You know, it's what? a good car, but I hate it because it's more popular than it should be. That's fair. I can get I can get behind that. It's too, it's it's too hyped up. However, too hyped up does not make it an underwhelming performance car. It's too hyped up. It was slower than the ZX and the 3000 GT when it was new. Yeah, when it was new, but it, that's the thing. Is it that's all I'm illustrating. Uh, all right. That's it got its hype from being it the, got, the Supra when it was new, and just because it is reliable. The other, the other thing, like why I would not say it's underwhelming, is because the car really took, like, at the time, what was considered to be unreliable technology stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, was sequential able, turbocharging. Yeah, like sequential turbo, turbocharging, and it took like a bunch of like in-car electronics tech and actually put that into a car and said, look, you can do this reliably and effectively. So that's why I'm saying it's an underwhelming car because while, yes, it was very heavy, it was very heavy because it was a Halo car because Toyota put every piece of technology they could ever think of into that car. But they still gave it a Tercel dashboard and a gauge cluster that looks worse than a Tacoma. That was the style at the time. It, like, the, it really was. It was 1993. Well, look dude. at all the other interiors that they had, though. They had good-looking interiors. They did, but in all, the, all the other interiors they designed after that or way before that. So that's the all thing. The, this all was the, like a tester out for the late model. That, that's the, the late thing. 90s is like, it, then they couldn't redesign it because right. then, then the bubble economy crashed, and now they're just stuck with the car in like really phase one. So right. I can't really fault them on that. Um, and also, like, again, good car. Yeah, I hate it because it's overhyped. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, we have no euros on this. We need to fix that. Uh, I'm going to put uh, the Mark V 
Golf and uh, not golf, but the Mark V GTI is uh, right down in D tier. That is because it has the world's most unreliable and well, second most unreliable because unreliable, the TSI. unreliable garbage engine, which was also available in that, and it rusts. You couldn't get Rust, a TSI yes, in a Mark V, could yes, you? Could. Really, the late the, ones, like the super light ones. Yeah, it was bad. They were all bad. Wow. But you could get the you have that. You have the stereo issues where the stereos just brick themselves out of nowhere, and awesome. you have to send them to Germany and they have to rebuild them, and Rust. then like. The rust is super More bad. Rust. They have electrical problems because they have the soy biodegradable harnesses. Bio- yep. harnesses. Absolute pure trash. And for some reason, Volkswagen's the only manufacturer in the world that can make a headliner at SAGS in like 2013. <laughs> like, it's the only car I've ever heard of doing that. Like, it's probably fuck? plant glue. I have no idea. Like, <laughs> nobody else has a problem headliner sagging except for Volkswagen. So, yeah, the Volkswagen, they get a big fat fucking D. Um, how about, uh, let's get a, let's put a Euro in S tier. I had, um, I had an M2 in the S tier. I'm not sure where that went. Oh, maybe that was supposed to be the, uh, one where you put MK. Oh, yeah, I bet it was. Yeah. yeah. It was supposed to be like the first gen no frills M2 when it came out. Yeah, that's fair. It like, it's a good, it's a good car. It just has the, the one series that exists. No, it, it was the M3 at the same time. It was like the same thing as the 1M, except well, I mean, it like didn't do it as that's well. That's what I'm saying. It's like it had the one series. Like you had the 1M, which is better than the M2. Mm-hmm. They had all the one series cars, which are better than all the two series cars. But the one didn't so, exist when this came out. But they were, you could still get them on a used car a lot. Right. And they were they were the year before. Correct. So, and they still had you know hydraulic steering and all this other stuff. Yeah. So really, really good car. But, but just like, let down. It was it just off the mark. It just makes you grit your teeth. And like it's a really good car. Volvo C30. Oh, those weren't sold with the stick, were they? They were. Oh, so just front wheel drive only. Yes. Okay. They were sold with the stick, front wheel so drive, and they focus. didn't have the R line. For right. Those. They got rid. Of, I, I was, resent that car because they got, they got rid, rid of, of the S60R and the V70R, and they gave us the C30. And then after that, they made Polestar. And, but it was a good car. I know. The C30 is a good car. It's really cool looking. It's super rad. I'm putting that in S. No. Mm, it's front wheel drive. That's fine. No. So is the, so uh, is the Celica. Uh, they, this company previously had shit that wasn't front wheel drive. Yeah. And they gave us a front wheel drive product. So, also, it's not very reliable. Also, it's based on a focus. Also, it rusts a lot. All right, it's fine. not a. S. A is fine. It's A. It's A tier. I got to get it. I want to find a Euro that goes in the S tier, though. Because um, Europe's so good. Well, the M2's at, in there. The the like, Europe is just so good at making cars that are almost hitting the mark that make me almost want to buy them, but not quite. Uh, we can we can nail this. I'm sure there's something that was made in the last 30 it, years that Europe made those really good. Because like the M2 and the M2 exists in that tier because the car before it really. Pretty much. Like, yeah. And the, yeah. Which but is I want to here. Yeah, I want to find a car that's like like really truly on its own stands head and shoulders firmly in s tier what came out and we were like damn how about the boxster i would call that an s tier car for yeah the first gen 25 boxster good they're not reliable though the, the first gen is well the, the, yeah the, the very first the, the two very fives, first boxers the were fives, reliable but they're slow. <laughs> They're, they're pretty they're slow. slow. And well, then they're they, still and then, 200 and then, horsepower. And then you got them like, yeah, but whatever. 2,780 pounds. And it says Porsche on it. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, <clears throat> it, that's the thing with Porsche. You have to go 30 miles an hour faster than you would expect it to. I don't like any Porsche that much. I would say the Boxster I would, really belongs on that list. It, it, it is underwhelming. Okay, because fine. Because it, it's so... 987 base. If you had the 3.2 be reliable... 
it would have been a really good car. Yeah, if the if the '96 whatever Boxster, and if they if had two two hundred and fifty horsepower. Yeah, like that's it. Like fifty horsepower would have like <laughs> and just made it reliable. It was just dead reliable. That well, would have been. It had reliability. It didn't have power. Like yeah. you look at spec Boxster. Well, I mean, which if, is if, not if, a thing if anymore. you had the power right. plus the reliability, if you had all of that, it'd be perfect. Jo- do not buy a Boxster S. No, first gen. really bad. Yeah, you know. Yeah, don't do that. I, I think I even told you, like, that seems like a bad idea, but okay. I mean, it's you look at it, and you're like, that's a lot of car for the money. Why is it this way? And I found the cheapest one, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. And then I tracked it for one and a half laps, and then it exploded. Yeah, exactly. And then I had to put an engine in it, which was really expensive. <laughs> How about <clears throat> a, a C-tier European car? Because um, C-tier is a weird tier to get into. I want to pick, like, a Volvo or a Saab. Well, you've already, Probably, we, we we already did a Volvo, Volvo. But, how about the, I guess the 9.3 Vigan, I, that should belong in the A tier. That that car, it sh- yeah, it should have been good. And it was let down by a transmission, really. It was let down by the transmission, and the engine sludge so bad in those. Yeah, but I mean, the engine sludge is in the However, even with a three-speed Vigan that was just torched, I still had a lot of fun. So so maybe not even put, out, put that on the list. Just put that as like, we should do a list of forgotten performance cars that aren't like forgettable, but ones that are just like they're good and nobody remembers them. No, it, it belongs on this list. On this list, a a tier. Um, or should we put it in S? Would it we should it belong in S? It's still, I have such a hard time putting a front wheel drive car in S. Let's put it in B. All right, that's fair. Um, so oh shit, that's A. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, and we still need a B and a C tier. Just no, we have they're... B. We need C. Oh yeah, we need a C tier. So we need a car that's something that's. <sighs> Like, equivalent to a Nismo Juke, something that's like a Riata, oh, where shoot. it's very close. I had a Gallant GTZ in there as well. Ooh, that, that would have been a really like, good C tier, actually. In 2001, Auto auto Show, I'm like, wow, four-door, cool. cloth yeah. interior, manual only, V6, and, like, the best-looking Gallant? I'm like, I'm in, but it was a terrible car. Yeah, it was terrible. And then you found out that there was an all-wheel drive turbo version in Japan that we did not get. Correct. made it really shitty. Yes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so that level of car. I would say Jaguar S-Type. The 90s or the late 90s, early 2000 S type. I'm gonna that, say a Jaguar XE if we're going Jaguar. The newer one? Yeah, because it's it has the ATS syndrome where like it's it's a it's a good car and it's like sold with a manual and a good powertrain, but like they don't exist. Nobody bought one. I feel like that'd be more of an S tier. No, I mean it, like it's it's an AT it's an ATS. It's not a good car. I mean it's still like too soft and it's a little too heavy. And... Oh yeah, okay then. Yeah, I, I we can put it there. I'm still voting for the S type. You said it's a fallback. The S type R would be interesting because that's technically kind of like a sports car. Yeah, but that's the thing is like it's just not as good as anything else that Jaguar has ever made. Like it's just not that good. It's really and it's really it, ugly. It's it's horrifically ugly, and it, it's really like the vast majority have Duratec V6s in them. Yeah, but the S-Type yeah. R has got that, like, I don't even know who. I think it, that's it's in Attack V8. That's what it is. The 4-liter is? Yeah. It's oh. ba- it's a, I it's thought it was a, Link- a Rover with twin cam heads no, on it. No, it's a, it's a Lincoln LS V8. Oh. oh. They're very similar to the Lincoln LS. It's pretty much a Lincoln LS, actually. So, yeah, actually, you're right. The Lincoln LS had yeah. that engine it was, without it the supercharger. It was literally just the Lincoln LS with the supercharger on it. So, yeah, that should go in the C uh, tier. Yeah, S-Type R. Yeah, uh, uh, just any S-Type, I think. <laughs> just all of the Jaguar S-Types go right firmly into C tier. So there you go. That's our comprehensive list. If you don't like it, you're wrong. That's what the the tier list is for forgettable performance cars. Oof. 
<laughs> Even like now the XJR has got that like it's just beautiful. So I, like, you forgive that car for being horrendously God. unreliable. The XJR is a great looking car. I love it. Is. I was, so I'm like working at BAT. I like ride a lot of Jags, and like I realize like like I, I've got like so like I've got my cars that, like I, I like to ride because I kind of ride them pretty quickly, and they're like super simple. And it's just a yeah. good money maker for me. And Jags have become that because nobody else likes riding them. I'm like, give me all of your 2000s Jags. I will write every single one of them. They're all, like, every single one in the world. Like, I think the highest miles I've ever seen on Jags like, 80,000 miles. Because it's always owned by some old man. That, there like, was an old meme video of somebody in a 2000 XJR crossing over 100,000 miles. And, like, that was the whole video. It was, like, stopped at 99,999. <laughs> and just video off. I'm like... What happened after? <laughs> That's why the video turned off. Yeah. <laughs> <It's just> EMP. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I legitimately really love Jags. This morning before I came here, I was looking at Jaguars I kind of want to buy almost. No. It's, it's Ryan, bad. It's no. really bad. Ryan, no. It's, it's really, really, really Ryan, bad. Ryan, no. I, was, I wasn't looking at good ones. I was looking at one that it's like, it was, I want one that's in really good condition, like electrically, interior, but like, they overheated the engine because they just like didn't do a water pump or something mm-hmm. because they have th 400s in them yeah. and you could just put an ls on it and just mm-hmm. have a very reliable luxury car yeah if you're gonna small block and i'm gonna say small block yeah. swap any car it's gonna be that go to jegs get yourself a 1200 350 out of the catalog and just throw it in there and a... just be done yeah and that's why i want one because like i really like these cars and they're really really cool Oh, like, there's so much cool shit. Like, I looked at buying a cheapo. I know, for, I remember that. When you were for putting, the Lemons Rally. Yeah. like I. And but, then I determined that it was way better to put a, a 1.6 IDI VW diesel into a 924 for points. Yes, it was. It made <laughs> way more sense to do that. We could also, find. it would have done like 80 MPG. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it would have made it. It would have been hilarious. If I were the world's most reliable 924. Um, It'd probably be more enjoyable to drive, too. Yeah, Same honestly. power. But, um, yeah, still, no, the Jag, like, God, they were just... Everybody sleeps on me. They have so much cool shit that goes on with them. Like, they have all the things that you could get from like a BMW 7 Series, like yeah. in the 90s, but they had that just like in the 80s, and it was like questionably reliable. Like, the 80s Jag is why the Supra is a good car. <laughs> like, it's like it does all the stuff that an 80s Jag did, but reliably. <sighs> it's just such a cool car, though. Fuck, I love them. <laughs> That's, you should stop taking the uh, the Jaguar ad rights because you're going to end up with like a really shitty Jag. I, I, I am. And that's anyway. just going to sit like the uh, Cressida did. Yeah, it's true. But that's the thing is I finally fixed the Cressida, though. That's, so it's well, like... Yeah, you had to when you moved, so that was a huge benefit yeah. of you know getting a house. <laughs> yeah, like the car the car is fixed. It's there. It works. I mean, yeah, it's fine. But uh, that's the thing is the Jag. Well, that's the thing is that's what I'm saying. I'm not kidding myself. i got to get one that's in like good condition. But doesn't have um, a good engine, right? And, and that so shouldn't easy. be too hard to find. No, yeah, because everybody just like Especially parks a V12 them. One, well, yeah. that's the thing is people just park them, and they never like flush out the coolant, and the water pump just like or the breaks. fuel. Yeah, I'm and sure like, Lucas injectors from the '80s love ethanol fuel. Yeah, nothing's better than a seized water pump in a car that's not getting anywhere near enough gas into the engine, and it just blows up the whole engine you can get one where it's like everything works the car phone still like doesn't work because the radio that the government doesn't want it work <laughs> like it should otherwise towers work. just don't work yeah but like everything else works like yeah like that's what i want to be perfect <laughs> very cool i'm car. still gonna say it's a bad idea it's just like my coworker asking if he can cash out his 401k to put it into crypto 
That's a bad idea. That is the same thing you just described. <laughs> but I'm doing it on like a $5,000 budget. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, uh, this was actually an article I pulled probably three weeks ago now, and I really wanted to cover it because it's adorable. I'm bummed Jan is not here to help cover it. But ah. um, this kind of stems from the Type 35 Minis that were built by Bugatti back yeah. in the day and then again now, the Mini yeah. 2. This guy built, I think it's eight, um, three-quarter scale vintage cars. That's really rad. Using mostly like appliance parts and just random shit like that. But there's something strangely endearing about a car that's like, oh, that's oh, that's really cool. Like you it, see it, a fifty or forties Ford or whatever the yeah. hell that thing is, and you're like, oh, that's cool. And it then you see it like a, a six foot man inside taking up the whole thing. I'm like, something's not right here. That's pretty rad, actually. It uh, reminds me of the uh, sprint car chassis yes. that they use, like at Elko Speedway. Yep. So they're about that size. Bjorn has one, uh, or he had one. And it got the sprint car chassis got stolen. I was trying to convince him to put his N six hundred body onto it. Oh, because the floor is gone. The N six hundred. I'm sure. like, dude, like. You just put it on. Like, it's there. Like, why would you not do this? All your work is done for you. The wheelbase was within an inch of the N600 wheelbase, too. Like, it was like, it's there. Just do it. Like, why aren't you doing it? It's set. It's and these done. And are, these are great. I love this. I mean, look at that guy. I don't, yeah, know, I don't know how tall he is, but, like. It's a, it's a man that's not three feet tall next to a three-quarter size lead sled, lead sled Merc. That's awesome. Does this have a flat in it? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, the the... The car up here, I don't know what the hell that thing is. It's got a 1.3 liter four-cylinder from a looks, Toyota. It looks like an American Bantam. This, I, I don't think that, well, maybe the flathead would be small enough to fit in there. That would be a tight squeeze. That'd a be full-size a flathead would be flathead awesome. In that, That'd be so cool. That'd be the best, the best like, means of owning a flathead. Uh, God, the license awesome. plate's Wana V8, so maybe it is a flathead. Oh, that'd be great. I'd be so excited if that was a flathead. Oh, Me too, man. actually. But anyway, I just had to cover this because these are, I mean, the workmanship in these is just these amazing. Are great. And the guy looks like the sort of dude that makes these. Yeah, he is so bored. He's like, yeah, well, I was in my garage and then the COVID happened. So I just Pretty decided much, to yeah. take apart my refrigerator and, you know. Now I made a car out of it. <laughs> looky here. <clears throat> this so, is great. I love it. You to check them out. There's, this video is long, otherwise I'd play it. But, 10 out of 10. Big yeah. fan. I'll try to remember to dump that link in the uh, description of the episode so you guys can see it. But so it's super cool. Speaking of small cars, yes. Um, I want to talk about Fiat's. Oh, I, so I'm game. I don't have a I don't have a link for this. It's just a thing I want to talk That's about. That's fine. I took mine uh, out of storage yesterday. GTA Online added the Fiat, the air cooled Fiat 500. Nice. Which is very cool. Uh, in addition to the new Fiat 500, so I can actually like now just drive double my, nice. I I can now like drive my normal car in GTA. Uh, but the thing is, um, grazie. So. The reason I quit playing GTA Online was the load times were apocalyptic. Like, three minutes to switch servers. I had no idea. Corey was telling me that apparently, yeah, if you're playing GTA Online and you're getting into it, the loading screen it's takes unbelievable. forever. I, I literally would load up the game, go take a shit, come back 15 minutes later, and then, like, my character is there. Like, finally just, like, just spawned. Like, it doesn't do the weird camera thing, <laughs> so you don't get the screen burn. A character is, like... Had just dropped into the world, but this is the thing: is uh, apparently a player actually found an inefficiency in the code mm-hmm. that sl- uh, slowed down loading times by seventy percent. Yeah, it was a it was a JSON file that was being needlessly passed yeah. back and forth like fifty times yeah, to the so server. Yeah, so the um, he removed that. Now rocks are added to their latest patch, <clears throat> and the player 
got paid ten thousand dollars. So I uh, yeah, I have a lot of <laughs> detail on the story actually. So the the guy Snowden or something like that. Yeah, his his handle doesn't matter, but he created a DLL that just told the game to stop using the JSON. Yeah, it didn't matter. And yeah, uh, Rockstar picked it up. Put it, like you said, into the official patch, so it's mm -hmm. actually there. And they repurposed their bug bounty, which is $10,000, which is only for security flaws. Yeah. But they made an exception and gave well, this guy... Well, because it was 70% faster. Like, yeah. It's no, it's... Unbelievable. It's, and I quote, a meaningful difference in load performance. <laughs> I, I booted it up the other day, and it took a reasonable amount of time to load up. Yeah. Like, it was so much faster. So, I, I don't typically like Rockstar, but, I mean, props for yeah. paying the dude and not being angry that he decompiled your source code. Yeah, to figure this out. To figure this out. And mm -hmm. so, I'm a I'm a big fan of this, because now I can virtually drive my actual car in actual traffic, just like real life, except now I have to wor worry about some, like, jackass kid with a flying Ski-Doo with a rocket launcher on it, blowing <laughs> me up for no fucking reason. So, that gets to live in the back of my mind. However... It doesn't cost me any money to drive my Fiat now, so that's good. People ask me, like, why did you spend so much money on a sim rig? That's like, well, I can drive the Nurburgring in a Porsche 919, and it doesn't cost me anything. More importantly, you can now drive a Fiat in LA traffic. I could already drive a Fiat around the Nurburgring, and I did it a lot of I times. I didn't say Nurburgring. I said LA traffic I at don't rush know hour. if GT Online has wheel support. I think it does. That would be so ridiculous. I'm the physics sure engine. Does. People have modded that game like crazy. I know. It's like, it very looks difficult good to mod now, too. and like the physics engine's like it okay. It's so effing difficult to modify <clears throat> that game. I have no idea why people are modding it. I don't know, but like it's still like I think it's the highest contiguous online player count of yeah. any game ever by like a not small margin. Yeah, it's huge. It's an eight-year-old game, and it still has insanely high transactions. Yeah, they they canceled all their uh, all their expansion packs that they're gonna do for it. I'm annoyed by that. But they they cancel all their expansion packs. As just long as to they support mod shit, it's fine. Well, no, I mean like they were gonna do like storyline stuff that I really wanted. Like I really wanted single player storyline. I got through five minutes of the storyline, and then I was just, I couldn't figure I, out what the hell to do. Oh yeah, I, I I actually like beat the game several times. I really liked the story in GTA hmm. Five. Um, but yeah, it was just the the, uh, the load times really kind of killed it for me. I'm really happy I don't have to deal with that now. That's good. I'm very happy. That is a huge plus. So it is a props big, big to plus. the guy I forget the name of, which is well, great he's got part ten grand, so I can buy a Fiat in real life to oh, and drive with his Fiat in the game. Everyone just like me should go buy a Fiat 500. Yes, because they're excellent cars. Um, all right, moving on. Yes. Next topic: uh, the Subaru GTBR GT86Z. Yes. 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 GR. Uh, we're finally getting the second generation car. That's kind of been confirmed for a long time. We know it's going to be the new FB 2.4, whatever the hell engine. It's going to have a little bit more power. Still be NA. It's going yeah. to facelift. Subaru was going to be the one to do the official announcement uh, for this car, and that was scheduled for the 4th of April. Yes. But Toyota just went ahead and uh, just showed us the car already. So I know they're going to be a little bit different, but... Where's the picture of the car? Uh, all right. JBU stream on live this link. So they're doing a reveal on the April 5th. Okay. Oh. So you're okay. just wrong. Okay, this, this article, <laughs> this link that I put into the notes has since been changed. So they didn't. Um, so they ended up They're back They're backpedaling, that. and yeah, now they're, they're going to do it a day after the Subaru so one. That's good. <laughs> that would have been a problem. But I feel like it I made mean, me pissed. But this is the car. I mean, that's <laughs> the car. bottom done. Yeah, it's a great-looking car. I'm very excited Are people going to be satisfied with, like, the... 20% bump in power? No, not at all. Okay. We're still in bitch mode. But uh, well, some people can't afford it. There's no STI. They can't, they can't afford it anyway, so fuck it. Like, I don't know. It's This, I would have put this on the list, the first gen one, 
but it's like it's a better car than it ever got credit for, except for the engine. The engine That's the thing sucked. is it doesn't. It, it it is not a underwhelming car. It's just right. that's what I want to do. Like it's not a forgettable car. It's a forgotten right. car. And that's how I want to do like a forgotten car list for cars like that. Just like the Vigan, yeah. Don't get the credit that they deserve. The first gen GT eighty six. Like if you just didn't follow the maintenance shit from you, Subaru, yeah. If you you'd be fine. If you put in so if you good. put in oil, not water. Correct. Yeah. And oil then, would help a lot. Yeah, oil helps a lot. And then you did your oil changes early. Yep. Like, you're good. You're very, very good. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a very reliable, very nice car. And it, it seats four and has a huge trunk. It's relatively fuel efficient. It's great to drive. They and also, they're cheap. They had really cool uh, versions in the Japanese market, too. Like, you can get one with a roll cage in it from the factory. Like, they had a track spec one. That, we should send them an email and be like, see these Fiat 500 editions? Do they, that in the United States. So they States. had one that had a roll cage in it and like all of like the track stuff on it and it came with just steel wheels with the cheapest tire that you can oh, get. Oh, because they're going to get ripped off? Yeah, you get ripped off and ah. put some R compound tires and now you can just put whatever wheels and tires you want on it. Awesome. And it, it was like totally spec'd out for like racing. <laughs> you can just awesome. like go to a Subaru dealership and buy it. Hmm. Yeah, it was very cool. And I'll bring my... Uh, we need cooler stuff I'll bring here, my man. BRZ brochure from mm. Japan uh, here sometime. It's uh, quite good to look at. <laughs> um, so... You didn't have a bad week, but you've had bad weeks in the past. However, every time you've had a bad week, you can always think to yourself, hey, at least I didn't uh, get jackknife my giant quarter-mile-long container ship in the middle of the Suez Canal. That is correct. I did not do that. This man did that. The memes that have come out of this are just god-tier. They're hilarious. I'd like the top-down view or something like that. Uh, but, oh boy. The digger picture is not the best one. I love the digger picture, though. That one's so funny, though. But, yeah, it's uh, rough. <laughs> I'm so happy I'm not that guy. Hi, this website so, is now, making me angry. It's the Al Jazeera website. It's a terrible website. It's Al Jazeera, dude. I just had to go to them because I had a good picture of the digger. I knew they wouldn't have a paywall because it's Al Jazeera. But, there oh, there it is. Finally. Oh, God. Jeez, I only had to scroll for like 10 years. So bad so it's 400 meters long and that is a half of a almost a half of a kilometer so it's over eighth of a mile and just under a quarter mile long it is such a giant ship it holds twenty five thousand containers one container so is this bigger or smaller than the porsche taken it is bigger okay wow yeah whoa actually yeah because the porsche taken is the largest internal combustion engine in one of these, oh. it's not the largest one of these. So is this like turbine powered? It has. It might be. Yeah, it's either turbine or nuclear. It's one of the two. Oh god. Yeah, like they're really ridiculous. Like they're huge. And yeah, so um, they're they're really 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 big. Like really big. I mean, yeah, I don't have a good sense from just seeing the pictures, but the the Austin Powers turning around the cart in the tunnel back and forth overlaid with the ship, that's my favorite meme. So, so um, with these ships, um, apparently what happens with the Suez Canal or, like, any canal or anything ever, like, you need GPS satellites to watch them turn. Like, when they turn, <laughs> like, a hard turn for them is going around the Horn of Africa. Okay. That's, a, like, a hard turn. Like, going around a continent. Um so I guess when this started, like turning, the uh, they just couldn't do anything. They were done. Mm. Like they're just like I, I can't. Oh, they tried counter steering, but you just can't counter steer. It's like stopping a train. 
I'm surprised they let like something that size go through this canal. That's what the canal's for. It, it, it's, I, I'm sorry, the Horn of Africa thing was a little bit of an overstatement, but it's like their turning radius is like measured in miles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it's like trying to turn a locomotive without tracks. It literally tracks is. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's insane. So, but uh, it's now been stuck for over four days. I don't know if it's real, but I know uh, Peter Francis said the guy drew a big, uh, yep. big penis in the ocean. That's hilarious. I believe. Is the ship still stuck? Uh, so go to istheshipstillstuck.com, and oh it will God. tell you <laughs> it's been stuck for four days, eight hours, and 39 minutes, and it has cost the world $42 billion. billion. Dollars. Oh, my God. That's so bad. <laughs> so when I saw that link, I just I laughed yesterday. Another good. Dutch thing. See, I told you, every time the Dutch are in the news, it's always something <laughs> horrible that happens. <laughs> You never want the Dutch to be in the news. I, I just want to know, like, uh, they should do 24-hour news coverage of this, like, what they're doing and what they're planning to try to do. They to... should, yeah. Like, I would the watch Egypt, that. The if Egyptian you get... government should totally have a live stream. Do it. Put it on Also, I did YouTube. not know that it was so green on that near the Suez Canal. Well, you can totally see the Egyptian side. I was going to say, I assume Egypt is green and this is This is Saudi Arabia, I think. Garbage land. Yeah. Okay. So, that's pretty cool. Now huh. we know. Anyway, that's... That was bad. And I'm going to move my wrap-up of my weekend actually to the next episode just because this one ran a little bit long. Yeah, it did. Well, we had to do our wonderful tier list. No, I'm not, I'm not mad at all. So we will do. We can do future tier lists if you, the viewer, would so like us to. Yeah, but you got to tell us. you got, you got to tell us. And Especially what, the audio listeners because I'm curious what your experience was listening to us you, do a tier list. Your best way of telling us is becoming a patron and telling us directly via our Discord. The Discord is getting pretty hopping these days. And you do need to tell us on that. It's a honestly the best way because any other way is just going to take off forever off for one point zero. one entire forever one point zero forever as <laughs> anyway. i say a lifetime but i'm probably, no, no no it'll no. be several lifetimes yeah. before i can get to that i won't so. even need the pre-war bell with how long it's going to take no off, well, so. we need a gong we need like the pre we no before we already common have era gong the post-war chime is down there that's true but we never use that we don't use that it, right. it, this the pre-war bell that's a thing it works really well watch this Duesenberg. Rip headphone users. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We will catch you guys next week.